and welcome to the Stafford Boxing Report. I am Sheila Stafford, the complete voice for the future of women in the global boxing industry and business women. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe. Today, I have a special wonderful guest, Mr. Fraquan R. Stafford. He's the best husband, mentor, friend, I should have said this, God, and I would like to give a round of applause to my husband. Hello. How you doing, Miss Sheila? Good. <laughs> Sheila, I just want to let everyone know how proud I am of you. Um, it's been a remarkable journey to get to this point. And I know that uh, there are great things that lies ahead, and I could not be more happy to be with a woman like yourself, who's beautiful on the inside out, intelligent, smart. Uh, you, you, everything that, that I need in a woman to become the man that I need to be for you. And I think it's very important that everyone understand how significant and important you are to me us and what we bring to the table for the incorporated. Thank you. So humbled. So it's going to be an open discussion. We're just going to talk about whatever it is that we want to talk about. But the first thing that I know everybody wants to know is who is on our Stafford, a.k.a. Well, this to best to describe me is a, a person that's uh, wanting to follow uh, the guidance of the Holy Spirit. As Sheila stated, that I am a man of seriously. I want people to to look at me in a way where, when they see me, they can see God. When they hear me talk, they can see God. When they see my leadership, they can see God. And I believe that that is something that is missing in our community today. It's the true spirit of God within one person's heart. I'm a Mary. I am, like Sheila said, I am a husband. I am a father to many. And it is an honor to, to, to be in this position to uh, help lead us in the vision for the Stafford Boxing Club, a medical entrepreneur in the blood plasma industry. My work is in the United States Library of Congress uh, at the Georgia State Capitol and publications in Nigeria, uh, Brazil, the U.S. So I am uh, known across the world. For more information, you can there's lifeintheblood.com www.thereslifeintheblood.com So you have been interested in boxing for quite some time. We want you to take us on journey more into depth to have more of an understanding of the things that you've been through but more importantly is 
to share with our viewers how you were able to overcome what you had to go through? Well, I am a byproduct of the uh, foster care system. Um, I never had a father. My father was murdered June the 6th, and I was born July the 6th. And so from, from that point, I been shuffled from one place to another. I end up living uh, in the foster care system through CPS. I think it's called Child Protective Services. And this is in Houston, Texas. I'm from Houston, Texas, the south side. Shout out to Yellowstone. But um, so from there, going through different foster care homes, I had, you know, been exposed to like different um, individuals, kids from all walks of life. And so it was kind of like you had to survive in a way and stand up for yourself. And if you showed any type of weakness, then you take an advance uh, introduction to box. So one day um, they had a slap boxing contest. And so, uh, so the slap boxing occurred. And then from that point on, it went from boxing and then from boxing went to actually fighting. But I was inspired during that time as a youngster, uh, Muhammad Ali was the person that I was introduced as a boxer. And I was impressed with not only his confidence, but his ability to communicate to people about his vision and uh, how the people looked at him in the country and what he told he was the one that pretty much inspired, excuse me, inspired me to get into boxing. Now, living in the foster care system, um, you know, we took slap boxing extremely uh, serious. So we would train and, and so forth and, you know, do a lot of shadow, et cetera. And then and from that point on, I, um, I eventually later on in my life was, uh, introduced the uh, Texas Youth Commission, which is the uh, state uh, agency that houses uh, juvenile delinquents who gets into trouble. Um, being in the ju uh, in TYC, I went to different group homes, boys' home, and I was this close from going to the youth uh, penitentiary. And so going to those type of um, entities, I had the box. It, it is what it is. I mean, it wasn't no other way. So uh, what I learned from the foster care system, I end up taking it to the uh, TYC, Texas Youth Commission. And so it pretty much um, was the foundation for me to build up on those type of skills and uh, just the, the discipline. And so that's how I was introduced to the sport of boxing machine. That's a great story. I hope everybody's taking some notes and definitely you're going to be inspired. I want to talk about the Stafford Boxing Club, Incorporated, the nonprofit organization. There are some people that say that the sport of boxing is physically violent. And with us reaching out to the at-risk youth, there are some that may be a little bit more aggressive than others. 
So explain to our viewers how the sport of boxing can actually teach the at-risk youth to channel that aggression into something that's more positive. Well, in our community, um, we demonstrate an enormous amount of aggressive behavior. And that aggressive behavior, if it's not nurtured and um, positioned properly, it can lead one to make decisions that can alter the rest of their lives. So the sport of boxing, a sport that requires high level of discipline and discipline is a key ingredient for success, no matter if you're into boxing or whatever dreams and goals that you have in life and so we believe through the we can implement discipline into the at-risk youth to help them make quality decisions that will not forfeit the rest of their lives i speak to many youth and young adults people my age that we always come back to is discipline and the sport of boxing is something that we can use to incorporate discipline because for a boxer to train, he must be disciplined. He has to get his sleep. He has to eat well. He has, has to focus and to deal with other things outside the ring if he wants to become a world champion. So a lot of people may think that boxing is an aggressive sport, but it's actually a sport of skills. Uh, I know that, you know, it is a combat sport, but it's the main purpose of boxer is to not get hit. Uh, Floyd Mayweather Jr. Was, was phenomenal at that. He demonstrated that on a very high level. And But if you look at his training, he was very disciplined. Instead of being in the streets, he was in the boxing gym and and that we want to do we want to give kids another uh, avenue to come to instead of joining gangs or doing things that can lead down a path that will cost you your life at an early age we see it so many times and so that is the purpose of well one of the purpose of the Stafford boxing the other thing is that you know Sheila uh, I think it's very important that people understand how we met and 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 talk about our marriage. So me and Sheila met in three weeks, and in three weeks of meeting each other, we got married, right? So this year, I don't flirt, I don't cheat, that's just not what I'm into, I'm into my marriage. And as a result, I believe that it's important for our community to see a healthy black marriage, right? Fact. We are we are not celebrities. We are average people, ordinary people that has been called to do. The Stafford Boxing Club is a vehicle, right? A vehicle to um, attract at-risk youth, bring them in, help to mature their mind and their thinking. Before we even put a kid in the boxing or whatever, uh, a series of just conversation, they have to get in shape, 
that's important to us. We want to make sure that these kids are in top-notch condition. That's important. And the other inspiration behind the Stafford Boxing Club is uh, Customato. Sheila and I are a student of his philosophy, and we are a student of the Pickaboo boxing style, right? It's something that uh, Customato ingrained into Mike Tyson so that Mike Tyson can be the champion he is, as well as Floyd Patterson. And so we believe that Customato um, resonate with me personally because I was a, a foster care student, I mean, excuse me, a foster care child. And Cuss, what he did, brought in kids from the streets into his house and taught them discipline, taught them about structure, talked about confidence. Those things really um, inspires me. And so we want to be like Cuss, where when we are no longer here, that people will be inspired by our testimony, our work. We have a long way to go, but we have a sense of direction. And that was something that Cuss really uh, emphasized. And we are truly customado. Um, Sheila, we have talked about this on numerous occasions that we wish we would have had an opportunity just to sit and talk to him. For real. And Yes. I like the fact how also, like you said before, he even took any step to talk to them. He had to say we're mentally. Yes. Because as we all know, and like you said, it's more mental when it comes to the sport of boxing and really any industry or anything that you choose to do because there's going to be times where you're going to hit a brick wall. You're going to go your way. You'll be disappointed. People are going to hit you when you've really put in all that hard work and that dedication into it. So the mental aspect is extremely important but as well as a spiritual aspect as well, because you're always getting attacked types of directions. So you have to have that shield that the Roman soldiers used to have keep in front of them to keep those arrows or whatever was being thrown at them to keep them safe. So that's how I, that's how I look at it. Yeah, baby. And I, you know, we had talked using the, defense boxing oh yeah as a metaphor to teach the young kids at the Stafford Boxing Club how to use that outside of the ring right Explain so, like, that. so in other words <clears throat> are faced with a situation where they are about to get into an altercation so the defense um, mythology is to defend your character, right? So in the boxing, you want to, you know, cover yourself so that you don't get hit. So when you're faced with one of those things, you want to defend your character. Your character 
will determine whether or not you go to the next level. Because every level requires a test. So using that defend my because if I don't defend my character, then I will make a decision that can set me back. And we don't want kids to be set back. It's it's too much going on already in our community. And the other thing is the Stafford Boxing Club is not a club where you come to, you know, pick up, you know, young girls and young boys. That's that's not what we into. You know what I mean? It's not a club where you trying to pick up Miss Almond Joy or Mr. Good Bar. That's no, we're not what we about structure. And maybe that may not be for you, but we cannot compromise what we believe and what we stand for for the sake of how you feel. And me and Sheila been going back and forth about this, and I was like, baby, you know what? Let's just say, for instance, if me and you make a decision, right, we only get one chance. So if so, if we only get one chance, then the kids only get one chance because when you come to the Stafford Boxing Club, you're not only getting taught about boxing, you're getting taught about life. We want to put tools in your toolbox, for instance, to... Well, we will teach you about financial literacy. Everybody want to talk about the bag. I got to get the bag. Oh, I want to get money. But then getting the money, you don't know how to uh, continue to take that money and build on it. You fumble the bag. Our kids, when you come to the Stafford Boxing Club, we're going to teach you about saving. That's something that we don't do in our community. We need to first learn how to save because me and baby, we were talking about, I was like, baby, you know what? Uh, let's get them a checking account. Then I was like, nah, baby, you know what? They need to learn how to save first because they know how to speak, how to save. And when I talk to other people in different communities, one of the things that they pass down from generation to generation is savings. So hopefully this part partnership that we're working with with this that they can you know sponsor and other opportunities so that we can incorporate that financial literacy into our program that can take them to the next level so let's just say everybody not going to be a world champion but the things that you learn from the Stafford Boxing Club gonna take you to the top you're gonna be a champion and then Stafford Boxing the making of champions and speaking of that, um, I was doing some uh, some some studying this morning because I gets up early and I got to study. So with that being said, uh, let me see. Qualities of a champion. It's things, but these are the three things that one is discipline. Number two is confidence. Number three is tunnel vision and focus. These are the qualities of a champion. And at the Stafford Boxing Club, we are producing champions. That's what we're producing. We're not producing anything else but world champions in the boxing ring and in life. See, when you come through the Stafford Boxing Club, you're just not going to any other boxing club. Man, you in the presence of a 
a king and a queen. You 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 see what I'm saying? We look at here. We're gonna treat you like you one of our childs, man. You get what I'm saying? That's what we're gonna do. Shout out to Easy Money. Yeah. But anyway, discipline. A fighter who wishes to be a champion of the world must find the discipline to continue to train every day. You have to find the discipline every day to train. So that's why the Stafford Boxing Club is important to our communities, particularly in metropolitan Atlanta. There are not any uh, boxing clubs in metropolitan area, but if you go up to Philadelphia, it's a boxing club on every corner. Man, listen, we're trying to get these kids out the streets. When you get out of school, come on to Stafford Boxing Club. We're going to make sure you do your homework. Yeah, we're going to make sure you get a little snack. Yeah. And if you need to have your clothes washed, we're going to make sure your clothes get washed. Because, see, that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be an asset to the community. It ain't all about money with us. See, we've been called by God to do this. So we got vision. And we know that everybody's not going to be the next. They're, you know, well, Mike Tyson said in one of his interviews that God is able to create another Mike Tyson. Our prayer is that the boxing club, there will never be another Muhammad Ali. But I pray that Muhammad, the next Muhammad Ali will come through the Stafford Boxing Club. There will never be another Floyd Patterson. But I pray that another Floyd Patterson will come through the Stafford Boxing Club. See, we praying, folks. We are about speaking. I pray that we get another uh, Roberto Duran. Man, that boy was tough, man. Whew. That boy, that was tough, man. Roberto, he was he he was tough. He was tough. I pray that we get another uh, Ray Leonard. He was another one. Yeah. Uh, that boy Hearns. Yeah. Uh that I really like when I was coming up. Um, Marvin Hagler. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pray we get another one of him. Yeah. Him and Hearns, they used to go to be some good fights back then when I was a youngster. I used to watch boys. You know what I'm saying? That boy Hearns had a little jury curl, but, but he had them 52s too. Um, let me see. I like uh, I like the Camacho. Mm -hmm. and he was he he was yeah. yeah he was he had a good uh a good uh he was a good sportsmanship. He knew how to sell him. He was very fly, you know what I'm saying. And I I, I liked that about him. But going back to the Stafford Boxing Club, it's important for us as a husband wife, um, a black couple to instill leadership in our community. Leadership is something that is not, not um, to, to, on a level that it should. Because our community is being raised by celebrities. I don't have nothing against celebrities. I don't. But when I do my history, African-American history, it was some solid people, man. And they weren't celebrities. They wasn't. 
they wasn't athletes. Think as African Americans, we are more than entertainers. We are doctors. We are lawyers. We are scientists. We are great policemen. And I do support the, the uh, laws. If you defund the police, when them folk come up in your house, the first people you call is them, call 12. There are good people in every walks of life. And I think that it's time for the black community to support each other. You know, like I see all other supporting each other. The Hispanics, they support each other. Um, Caucasian people, they support each other. They work together. They pray together. They make money together. Man, I'm getting tired of all these shootings all over the country, bro. Just senseless, man. I mean, it's just crazy. Chicago, man, y'all tripping up there, man. Square business. Y'all tripping with these guns, man. Every time, man, just turned on the TV. Can't even enjoy the 4th of July without somebody getting shot, man. It just, it's just senseless, bro. So how is our race going to, if we killing each other, you know what I mean? And so, who's going to protect our kids? Who's going to protect the babies? And that's why the Stafford Boxing Club is important to our community. I get to see a man and a woman, kids, that's going to hold them accountable, that's going to tell them what they need to be told, whether they like it or not. We not bending. We standing strong on what we believe, whether you like it or not. Because if you cannot abide by the rules and regulations of the Boston Club, well, maybe this club may not be for you. But we have a vision. We have a vision to help change our community one child at a time through physical activity and through education and financial literacy. Dude. And... Baby, if, if you give me an opportunity, Mike, I don't even want to talk to you on camera, bro. I don't even want to talk to you on camera. I want to talk to you off the camera. I want you, me and Sheila want to talk to you about cuss, man. Straight up, bro. So, Mike Tyson, if you listen, hey, man, it's a husband and wife. I ain't coming at you by myself. I don't want nothing to do is have a conversation with you, bro, to, to share with us the game that cuss gave you so that we can take it and give it to the kids because that is what the older generation is supposed to do. You're supposed to pass traditions from one generation to the next. And man, we got about, let me see, one, two, three. We got four books on cuss. A book can only tell us so much, but you, you can tell us, bro. You can tell us, man. And we some good people, man. We some humble people, man. You know what I'm saying? We're not trying to finesse nobody. We're just a student of life. We're a student of this boxing game. And, oh, yeah, baby, I need to tell them, too. And uh, we know that the boxing industry is an industry that's full with gangsters. We, we, we understand that. And gangsters. That's where I grew up around. But the thing is, I got God in me. 
So when you got a man of God and a woman of God, we come to bring light. I've heard so many stories about promoters taking advantage of the fighters. And man, that's why I love Cuss, man, because you never hear anything bad about this man taking money from any of his fighters. If anything, he was giving his money away. No cap, man. That man was giving his money away. And we and we rock with that. And see, this is what I'm inspired by people's character, man. Because once you this earth, you cannot change what was done. And that's what me and Sheila mission and passion. When we dead and gone, we want people to say, man, Stafford and Sheila, man, they were some good folks, man. And this is how they did things. They did things the right way, you know? And one of the things about me and Sheila, we are constantly reading. And our favorite author is Robert Greene, straight up. Man, we in that man material all the time. And we had to meet him personally. Had an opportunity to meet Robert Greene, you know? And I just want our kids, I want people in the community, the staff of Boxing Club, it's very important, you know, it's a lot on in our communities, man, but the community needs a Stafford and a Sheila. Facts. No Cappuccino. They need us. Me and this woman. We've been through a lot. We've been through a lot. Not one time, not one time have my wife ever thought about leaving me. Never. No money. No, 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 nothing, no materialistic things will ever come in between me and Sheila. Nothing. And that, I'm, that comes and go. Materialistic things, they just come and go. By the time you buy them and you buy a car. It's a new one. By the time you drive it off the lot. The value go down. Pretty much. Yeah, straight up. And let me tell you this, another thing. We have to start showing respect for, uh, men and women who are married. One of the things that I see in our community is, you know, women be disrespecting, you know, other women when they be with their husband. And that ain't right, man. Let me tell you something. I, I, look here. I ain't trying to be in your DMs. None of that. But, man, when you come into the presence of me and my wife, man, we, 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 ain't, we don't want none of that smoke. You see what I'm saying? We want these kids to see a quality, healthy, healthy marriage. That's what we're about. We're about pushing P, pushing perfection. You get what I'm saying? We're about perseverance. Mm. We're about pressure. Mm. Keep going. The only way a diamond can shine, it got to have pressure. And what you see is a diamond. Success is a marathon, not a sprint. It's a marathon right here, man. Yeah, the marathon continues. I have, continues. To say, I have to say shout out to Melvina Washington and Todd. Todd is my brother. Yeah, Todd off that Yellowstone in that H-Town. Yeah, no cap. Yeah, for real. Oh, yeah. Speaking of that, um, when I was in... Uh, the Texas Youth Commission and uh, they sent me to Brownsville, Texas. I was in a uh, it was like a holding facility because they were going to determine 
what they were going to do to me. They came to me. They say, look, first of all, they asked me where you want to go. I said, man, send so I'm in the room. I was at the head of the table. It was three people. It was two ladies and a man. And they were like, okay, we're going to contact some uh, residential treatment centers for your behavior to see if you can, you know, go to their program. Man, them folks came to me. They said, look, we didn't contact five treatment centers, residential, some group homes, some boys home for you. None of them didn't want you. They said, it's one more uh, place we're going to contact. And if they do not extreme to the youth penitentiary and, uh, Man, so the lady name is a girl shorter. I call her Mama B. Hi, Mama B. And, and me and this woman, we've been together since 19, I don't know, 86, 85, something like that. We've been together a long time, man. And if this woman wouldn't have not taken a chance on me, I wouldn't be the man I am today. Man, she loved me. She still do. Straight up her children. She treat me like I want her own. She sure do. And at that um, group home, I learned a lot. I remember Charleston White was talking about how he was in the, um, he used the system to help develop himself so that when he got out of the Texas Youth Commission that he will be equipped with skills and knowledge to help further his life right and that's what I did got introduced to independent living Mama B had a, a condominium mall somewhere over there and um, me and that boy Nick we was over there and I learned about being independent. So when I got out of high school and went to college, by me having that independent skill experience, I knew how to, you know, survive in college my own. I knew how to maneuver in life of the skill set. And so that's why the Stafford Boxing uh, Club is important to the community because you got two different people from two different walks of life. And Sheila, tell them folk that you was adopted, though. Yeah, I was adopted at the age of two. Out to my mom and my dad. Mr. Mr. Sullivan. What's yes. up, Ginger? <laughs> Do not start anything with that, because I can see that she's probably gritting her teeth right about Man, now. Miss Sullivan, no, I love her. And, um, yeah, but my journey, it was way different from his, because... I was born and raised in New York in Westchester County. It was the suburbs, suburbs. where there was only <laughs> where there might have been what maybe six, maybe ten black families there. And I used to get in trouble my education seriously at all. My teachers did my work. I was fighting, I was talking back, getting kicked out. So we moved down here when I was 13 years old, and 
and I really wrong path. Now I want everybody to know this, and I'm not ashamed to say this. I was not raised in the hood. I was not raised Baby, in, okay. in the city. But it's real funny how the type of people that I hung out with, that's where I ended up hanging out hood and with the wrong type of people and hanging out in the streets and fighting all the time. See, I fought. That was my thing. I had a lot going on, and that's another reason Baby, why. Baby, you tell them about when we first got here. <laughs> I love Pete this out. Now, my wife, we, we both. <laughs> and so, say, when I got with Sheila, I could have really been into politics. I mean, everybody always say, man, it sounds like you're trying to campaign for something. So if you ever run for office for anything, I definitely will support you. But the Lord told me that I need to focus on my marriage, being married before you and like having the fancy rings and all that other type of stuff. That don't mean anything. If the foundation of that marriage is not strong, it's not going to survive. Tell them about the ring that you didn't want me to wear. And I was so happy to wear it. It's okay. Because I think I, people I, need to hear that. I don't know about this situation. <laughs> so anyway, so... We don't have arguments. We have heated fellowship. You understand? And so, uh, so I don't, I don't remember recall what the conversation was about or what having a heated fellowship. So, start moving furniture to the side <laughs> and all that, and I'm standing by the door. I'm like, baby, what, 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 what is this about? She was talking about, oh, I thought we were gonna have to fight because. In my past relationship, that's, I said, baby, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, man. Hold up, bro. I said, hold up, bro. We not, man. Straight up. I said, man, look, man, let's sit I'm talk. Man. And uh, <laughs> so anyway. Uh, I haven't acted like that ever since, I promise. No, nah, because I ain't tolerating that because, and, that, and, and baby, I'm going to address that, but let me tell them about the, um, the, uh, we're outside, everybody. It is a little hot, but we wanted to be outside today. Yeah, we since outside. It was July yeah, 4th, since them so boys we, always talking about they outside. Yeah, we outside. We, we have ice. You want some ice? You need some ice? Yeah, we got on. Yeah, boxing. Yeah, we just. Yeah, anyway. Hey, what I was going to say? Uh, I have no idea. I, I interrupted you. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I tried not to do that. Uh, <laughs> okay, so let me tell them about the ring. Oh, yeah. So, like I said, I've been married before, you know, diamonds. You know, I, I mean, I had a, a ring so big, it looked like a napkin holder. You know what I mean? So, anyway, um. When I met Sheila, like I say, before I met for two years and three months, repeat that. I was single and celibate for two years and three months. I ain't talked to nobody or nothing. I was healing. I need to find myself. And that's another thing. I think so many of us, we don't allow ourselves to heal before we jump into a relationship. So when we jump into the relationship, we're not fully healed from the past. And so therefore, 
we are bringing luggage from that relationship into the new relationship and so you're not able to experience the fullness of that relationship because you didn't allow yourself to heal the other thing is that doing this two years and three months is that i had an opportunity to find out who i am and a lot of times you don't get to know who you are with someone in your life because you have to give them time etc 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 and so during that time, I was able to heal. I was able to strengthen my relationship with God. I was able to continue to build my company. Um, and through that, I told God, I said, Daddy, look at here. I keep getting these Coca-Cola bottles, but no Coca-Cola in it. And no disrespect to none of the women that I have ever No disrespect to you. But... My in life is, is special, and I needed a special woman with the spirit to walk with me. And so when I met Sheila, I said, Sheila, um, this is what I can offer you. I had a whole bunch of books, my Bibles. Um, I had, um, like, all my business stuff. I had a pile of dirty clothes. I had uh, my suits, a couple pairs of shoes or whatever. I said, baby, this is all I got. But one thing I got, I got a vision that if you believe, I promise you, man, we're going we gonna to go to the top. I'm going to take us there. And our first date, we was uh, at the Waffle House. And uh, we were sitting down. And I was like, boy, you sure look like Pocahontas. You dig what I'm saying? And um, I was like, this is what I can offer you. And, you know, I said, you know, it's up to you. But but like I say, so when I first met Sheila, she was working at the Red Roof off of Farrington. And I was at this dude condo. And at the time, I was sitting on the uh, uh, board of directors for the hemophilia of Georgia. And so I had my laptop. And at the time, I had no car. So I had to catch my So I went and I sat down at the bus stop and... I realized the wireless card picked up a signal from Red Roof Inn. And so I would, and let me go in here and ask the you know, lady, can I get, could have jumped on it, but once again, character. I walked in, I said, ma'am, um, I was wondering if I can use your internet, your wireless internet. I said, I picked up a signal from the bus stop she was like, oh, you came in here to ask me, can I get on your internet? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so she said, yeah, and if, if you want to, you can sit down over So I was typing an email. And so I looked at the time, and the time was like, oh, missed my bus. So I slammed my laptop, ran out, caught the bus. So when I was on the train going up to the, uh, the hemophilia of Georgia, I realized that I didn't have my keys. So when I got back on that side of town, I stopped at the red roof. By that time, she was working. And so 
when I walked in, I was like, excuse me, ma'am. I was wondering if you can look in your lost and found and see if there was some keys left behind. I was here earlier using the Internet. Um, and I said, ma'am, if it's possible that I can go back in the back and see if my keys are there. He said, yeah, go ahead. So I went back. I didn't see it. So I was standing maybe about six feet away from Sheila because, like I said, my mind, I wasn't even really – my mind wasn't even about no woman at that time. I really, it wasn't, you know what I'm saying? I, I was focusing focusing on my craft. I was demonstrating what I talked about earlier, that discipline. And so we were talking and one thing led to another. And Sheila had her business, uh, the um, customer was, service. Yeah, it was called Blessed with Customer Service. Yeah, yeah. It was the customer service business. Business, so she gave me her business card, and so I was like, put it in my pocket. So I was like, well, look, Miss Sheila, you know, take care of yourself. Whoop, whoop. So I walked out. So as soon as I walked out the door, I just heard the voice of the Lord say, "That's her." I said, "You sure?" I'm like, yeah. And like I say, from that point on, I told her what I can offer to her, and um, that was three three weeks. And then when we were about to get married, I said, well, look, Sheila, this is how we're going to know if it ain't from God. So what we're going to do is we're going to get in the car and we're going to go to the courthouse. Now, if it's traffic on the highway, we know. Because one thing about it, if God don't want it, people. So, man, we got the time that we got on the highway normally it's traffic. It was no traffic on the highway. So then we was like, okay, if we get down to the courthouse and if we can't find a parking spot, then we know that's God telling us no. We get down to the courthouse. Not only did we find a parking spot, but the parking spot was right in front of the courthouse. So we then, so we were like, okay, bet. So now at the time, I was like, you know what, y'all to go get Sheila. Man, I didn't have a lot of money. I'm going to just be straight up with you, man. The ring costed a total of $19.73, man. Oh, you know the cents? Yeah, 73 cents. Oh, wow. So I loved my ring, by the way. I told her to take it off. I said, because that ain't me. I said, where we going? I'm going to get you carrots. And I ain't talking about the one in the vegetable Campbell soup. Yeah, you did. So, but I told her the most important thing is working on marriage, the foundation. Like I said, I didn't, man, I didn't spend thousands and thousands of dollars on jewelry. And the marriage went like this here. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I know what the ring symbolized. But at the same time, this was in the heart. I, anyway, and when I say this word, my wife told me to clarify, man, I'm a player, man. And when I say player, I don't mean a womanizer or anything like that. In the south side of Houston and in College Park, Georgia, we say player means it's how you carry yourself yourself groomed up you're smelling good you're about your business so 
if I see like coming up back in the day, I used to see all the the the, the old school players. They had waves in their head. They used to smell good. They used to keep the hair cut. You know they had. That was considered a player to me. Now in today's time, player me, I don't know. I don't know what that means. I don't know, but but I'm just telling you what you know what it means to me. So when I won't be no misunderstanding that you would say staff might see with that i done told you earlier that i'm not with that don't come to me with that bufale i'm not with that man square business but anyway um like i say my marriage is 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 extremely important to me and a lot of people they boast in their success like in their careers and you know their individual achievements but me I boasted my marriage, right? And I'm proud of my marriage. Uh, the other thing that separates Stafford Boxing Club from other boxing clubs is that you have a, a, a husband and working together to accomplish. There is no competition between us. We're not competing with, with each other. We are into completing each other. Like there are times where I, I might be talking and she will finish my sentence and there will be times when Sheila was finished her sentence you know what I'm saying and Sheila is the is the majority owner she got the final vote she owns more than me and I don't even care because see one thing about it <coughs> yeah I'm a very confident man I know who I am in God and so I support my wife and vice versa. I wouldn't be the man that I am today without my wife, Square Business. Vice versa. No, it is no cap. We have to shout out to Melvina Washington. She said, very true. I I am all about marriages. She also said, listen to you all. Nice. Then Melvina Washington also said, listen to you all. Vision goals. I love it. And then she also says, it looks like y'all are having fun with this podcast. I love it. But you know what? Now I have to ask you because it's about that time. Um, what are some that someone gave you to where you turned that into a gold mine? I will say um, your intuition. I think oftentimes we don't what's in our gut and what's in our mind and when we don't listen to our intuition we make decisions that put us in a bad spot and if you listen to your intuition it will help you to make the right decisions for your life that's the gold nugget that I leave with you and hopefully you will take the gold nugget and turn it into a gold mine and uh well, baby, it was something else. Oh, yeah. Clarissa Shields, you need to come on the show. You need to come on the show. They need you. Got a testimony. You know how, how hard it is for a woman in boxing. You got another woman, a black woman in boxing, in the industry, being a pioneer. So we will appreciate from the kind of 
of our heart. If you will grace us with your presence, your testimony, the scriptures say blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So we need your testimony because these little girls need to hear. These guys need to hear. The world need to hear. And we are offering you our platform on the staff of boxing to the podcast and bless us with your testimony so it can open the door for other women in the sport of boxing to come on the show. It only take one. We need you. And I wanted to say that personally because, you know, as a man, I respect what you're doing. You know what I mean? Uh, you got a big time fight coming up. Yeah, I think she's in the U.K. now. Yeah. And what uh, Victoria is you in the amateur. But now you all pros. And so um, it's a lot of girls that look up to you, Clarissa. Yeah. And we want you to, to, you know, find it in your heart. Talk with your people and us. And uh, because we've been sending you mess Instagram. Twitter. And Twitter. And uh, you can follow us on I Am Stafford Boxing. That's hers. And I Am Stafford is my uh, Instagram uh, account. And um, once again, Tyson, hey man, you need the best man. We need it. We want. It. We asking you, brother. We we not clout chasing or nothing. You don't have to take no picture or nothing with us. We just want to talk to you off the record about cuss, man. Cause cuss is the reason behind boxing club. It's a safe haven for from the streets, from the hood, to come, learn, and go out into the community and the world and become champions. Because at Stafford Boxing, we are the making of champions. You got anything else you want to say to these folks, babe? Uh, the only thing I wanted to say was I'm just glad that everyone needed to be introduced to us to see what we are about and just how we are yeah, here Yeah, we now. real. Yeah, we real. We are. Yeah, we real, man. Yeah, no Capitino. Yeah. Social media. Oh, yeah. baby, hold up. We're the same. Say, man. I man. He told me a long time ago to scramble, man. And I'm a screwhead to the man to the casket drop. You stay great. Watch your screw tape. What's up, Big Pokey? Everybody on Yellowstone. That boy Todd. Yeah. One thing about me, you know, God fear, but I still got in me. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to uh, change. I know how to, you know, alter that. You know what I mean? It's certain things I'm not going to do, but, but at the same time, I like to stay connected to my uh, achievement of success. Forget where that came from, and I don't want nobody ever to forget that where I come from, I love hood love. And that's the thing about being from Houston. It was all about, you know, uh, being a superstar in the hoods. That's what screwed everybody talking about in hoods. And I also want to give a shout out to some very important men in my life. Because even though I didn't have a biological father, God sent different men in my life for a season to impart things in me so that I can become the man that I am today and be the man that I need to be 
for my wife. So one person is uh, Dr. Marvin L. Crawford. I call yes. him Papa Crawford. Call him Papa Crawford. Papa Crawford. Uh, Melvin J. Everson. Man, that's, he, he a solid dude. Um, my boy R.C. Doug. What's up, Pops? Yeah, Ralph Watson. Um, Mr. Earl Cooper, you. Man, boy, hey, man. Boy, you, boy, hey. Blessings, Mr. Cooper. For real. And um, Mr. Birdell Jack. I can't forget Birdell because, man, that Birdell introduced me to um, Jim Collins. Uh, he's the author of uh, From Good to Great. And as a matter of fact, Mr. Jim Collins sent me a book to put in my library. And I still got that book. Right. Yeah, he autographed it too. So he wrote Good to Great, Built to Last, How the Mighty Fall. And I don't know if he, you know, put out another book. But anyway, I wanted to give a shout out to all the men that played a part in my life. And Oh, shout out to Mrs. Stella Lewis. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Much and, love. And, and, and one for boxing is 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 people of 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 spirituality and faith. And uh, you know, I've been fortunate in my life, and everybody got their own opinion about you know this, that, and that. But, but what I can say, I learned from different ministries. So world changes, and and and, uh, and new birth. And I want to say shout out to them, the ministries because they played a major role in my development as a man, as a man of God, and as a husband, and as a father figure to so many others. So with that being said, it's almost time to get up out of here. But man, I want to say thank you so much. Once again, I want the world to know that this is my queen. And and this is and I this this is my queen. You know what I'm saying? Like when you look across the table, when you about to sign that deal. You looking in her eyes, you see Stafford. You get what I'm saying? So I want to let y'all know this is my wife, and I want you to respect her. You understand? Well, everybody, we appreciate you for being with us today. For those that are watching now and those that are going to watch, I know that this was fun today. Glad to have my husband, a Stafford. Yeah, I'll be back. Stafford. I'll be back. Probably after Mr. Peltz, I'll be talking to him this coming Monday on the 11th. So the following Monday, you're going to be back on. Are oh, you going to have me on again? Of course. Oh, man. Look at here, man. Hey, man. Look at here, man. Straight up, man. And uh, again, oh, baby, you know what? We got to give a shout out to uh, Graham and Eric. Eric. Oh yeah, For I was going to do that man. anyway, but For we'll real. do it early. I just want to, and I'm going to say this again, thank you Graham for giving me the opportunity for, For this podcast because he really put his name, and that's what is important. Well, it was an opportunity. I was ready for the opportunity, already prepared. And at the same time, the information that he was receiving from me was actually on LinkedIn and I believe Facebook. What you put out there is very important because that can either make, make or break a deal. And we got to close up. And thank you, Eric, because he does a lot for us to make for sure real. 
that the engineer, yeah, to make the man sure on the that ones what we're doing tools. now, everything is running correctly. Yeah, he has been we on platforms. Seventeen, he, man. He has always running that is supposed to. He is definitely behind the scenes. So I really appreciate Eric as well because he has also welcomed me and my husband in For real. with the family. Yeah. Shout everybody else but like i said next monday july 11th i am going to have that has been in the boxing industry i would say between 50 i believe it's been 50 years he's been in the boxing industry 40 or 51 yeah mr pelt he's an amazing man i'm even going to share right i'm even going to share the our first event um, met each other. Baby, say that for the... I am. Yeah, I said that. No, no, no. I'm not so, going to say so, all that. So, Ms. So. Stafford, how can folks get in contact with you? Oh, that's a great question. Well, you can go on the Stafford Boxing Club on Instagram. You go on the, on the Facebook as well as Twitter. And then you can also personally contact me on my Facebook, Sheila Denae Stafford. And I'm also on uh, TikTok, Snapchat, and... Bro, you forgot to say Instagram. I thought, I did say Instagram, but I said Instagram for the Stafford Boxing Club, but you got Instagram, Sheila, Denae Stafford. I'm on all social media platform, <laughs> platforms. So look, you are heard... Baby, hold up. You forgot to ask the... Ask but me. you told them though, at the beginning, but well, okay. Yeah, I'll but ask I you again. Yeah. So Mr. Stafford, how can everybody get in contact with you? Miss Stafford, um, you contact me at I am Stafford on Instagram and I am Stafford on Facebook. And uh, for professional purposes, you can contact me on LinkedIn at Furquan or Stafford. Well, you heard it here first. We want you to like, share, and subscribe. Go to our YouTube channel, Boxing. On YouTube, make sure you like, share, and subscribe. Yeah, like, we're trying to get them numbers up. And tune in next week to hear Mr. Peltz. Sheila, thank you so much for the opportunity to be on. I am humbled to share it with you. I look forward to doing great things with the Stafford Boxing Club and beyond. And we look forward to changing the narrative about uh, females in boxing. Facts. As well as husband and wife in boxing because Facts. we are a force to be reckoned with. Facts. We will not be denied. No. So all you Staffords, we come in Stafford Boxing, the making of champions.